Hey, this is Chris and Jan Woodruff, and you are listening to the Hindsight Podcast, where we sit down with people and we take a look back at what we can learn from a very specific season in their life. This is one of my favorite seasons of the year. Right. November, Thanksgiving's upon us. The fall. Um, Thanksgiving definitely gets a shaft sometimes. I mean, Christmas decorations are already starting to show up in the in the stores. And, uh, and I, but I just love Thanksgiving. I love just everything about Thanksgiving. We were just talking about this within, within a group at work. Uh, mm-hmm. we had a, a fun family, uh, staff Thanksgiving day and, and just talking about how I, I love the numbers that show up around Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. just how many folks you end up being surrounded by. There's just something fun about that time. Yeah. And you'd be able to just, everyone brings something that they like or a special food and, What's not fun about being with lots of people and eating? Lots of people, <laughs> leaves on the ground, fire in the fireplace, yep. cool weather. Turkey bowl. Yeah, Any that's of you right. guys play the turkey bowl, have football games that you do? I know. Family outside turkey in the front bowl. yard or mm-hmm. park nearby. Those are always so fun. Yeah. So I love the season. So not while we're on this episode. That's not why we're here. We're here to talk about episode number two with the Baileys. Yep, we're going to launch into that. As I was listening to the Baileys, I'm realizing there's a consistent theme as well through parenting middle schoolers and high schools, and it's courage. And there's consistency and there's courage because you have to follow through, but you also have to have the boldness to do things that are maybe not going to be as conventional. You're not going to always have the support of your kids, your kids' friends. You know, if your daughter or son's getting ready to date and you, you have to step up and um, ask to meet them or their parents is not going to be conventional because there's a lot of parents who aren't doing that. I just hope that we can be courageous because I think that some of those things make the difference for how Absolutely. the trajectory of our kids' journey goes. And hopefully it's showing them that we care enough to to make some of those hard decisions. We've seen that in so many of these couples the examples that they share when they've done it, not done it, but on the courage side. And we even hear it with Boyd and Rita today where they talk about even this financial decision, which is such a great one. I can't wait for you guys to hear it. Jan and I are already talking about how mm-hmm. do we implement this with our oldest and then with our others soon to follow when they get to the right age. But they had to stand their ground and they got feedback from other parents, people saying, you're crazy, you know, well, they're going to screw that up. And, and they stuck to it and they stuck to it and it worked. Uh, but it didn't work right off the bat, right? They had to stick through some some bad decisions, and and uh, but they had the courage to stay in it, and, right. and that's where I just I agree. It's really neat to see that, and I hope for us, I hope for you guys listening, uh, that you have the courage, that we have the courage as parents mm-hmm. to stand our ground on the things we believe in. The reason we decide we're going to parent a certain way is for a very good reason. Right. We need to stick to it, and uh, and it's been neat to see a lot of the courage. Like and you find said. people around you who are like minded, yeah. so that you have a community of people who can. It's a village, right? We always mm-hmm. hear it takes a village. So find other people around you that are going to walk a similar journey with you and help to support you. And um, I think that that helps to breed better results. In That's the right. End. So let's not delay anymore. Uh, we're going to let you guys listen in with us on the second episode with Boyd and Rita. All right. So we're back with Rita and Boyd for second episode. Super excited to sit down with you some more. Um, so much good stuff the first time. Um, I, I wanted to get into this last time, but we ran out of time. So let's start here. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, we talked foundational principles, but let's go a little bit deeper and really talk about what were some just core values, especially that played out in the middle school and high school years. 
uh, that really you guys wrapped around as a family that brought you guys together and even led into the relationships that you have now and that you may even see the girls and their families starting to incorporate? Well, family was a really big core value. So our family, just the six of us, and um, if one family member had a problem, it was everybody's problem. It was everybody's issue. Um, if somebody didn't make the team, we all came around them. Mm-hmm. If somebody, um, you know, um, was treated unfairly at school or whatever, mm-hmm. really treated unfairly, which was rare for real. But you know, sure. right. <laughs> uh, but you know, we all came around. It was yeah. it was everybody's problem. Yeah, and um, so to teach them to have empathy and you know for each other. Um, also, when they were younger, if they were really unkind to their sister, which you know girls can mm-hmm. be. Um, sometimes uh, we had to take away the privilege of, privilege of having a friend over or going to a friend's house. Or, yeah. And uh, sometimes that was a really big privilege, or sometimes it was just like one day, or or you need to demonstrate that you can be respectful to your sisters before we're going to deal with friends yeah. coming over. That's really That's good. great. Yeah, I mean, consequences in how you managed your sibling relationships, I think. Yeah. That's important because that places the value on it. Um, so that's I love that. And they're going to be people that are with them a lot longer than their friends. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And their sisters are going to be with, you know, because we have four girls, their sisters are going to be their friends, and they're going to be with them a lot longer, even than us, mm-hmm. and a lot longer than their, their friends. Right. And really, it's like Boyd said, it's really easy to be friends, be kind to people for short periods of time, but we really need to learn to be kind with right. people that we live with because that's where it's really hard right. <laughs> um, we we um, had a lot of time with grandparents mm. made sure our girls had lots and lots of time with grandparents on holidays and we went there they came here and we had a lot of after a while boy just said we're going to have just our family for holidays so on Christmas day it was just the six of us but before Christmas or after Christmas we'd do all the mm-hmm. family but after a while at the beginning we were running around all over the yeah, you know, different, different states. states. <laughs> and then he was like, no, we're going to be just us on Christmas Day. And we invited people to come, but they, they didn't. And um, we would have Christmas before or after. And we did a lot of trips with my family and my girls on every spring break or any break. They would go to my parents' house and play on the farm. Mm. And they didn't know people went anywhere else. They, <sighs> did, you know, they, that was just the most fun. And they rode yeah. in the back of the truck and played in the mud. And, <clears throat> and um, they just had their little... And, they, and my parents were very involved in my kids, and they know my kids deeply. Yeah, and which my, is great. It is amazing. And now my my parents are not as mobile as they used to be, even though they still come over here. But um, my children will take that, make the effort and intention of hmm. going and showing my parents the new the new grandbaby. Or yeah. when it's my parents' 60th anniversary, everybody hmm. made sure they could be a part of that and and I go back and love on them. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, the other foundational thing, and, and incidentally, Rita's dad's my best friend. Aww. I don't have any mother in law jokes or anything like that. <laughs> They're just great folks yeah. and uh, great examples for us. But for me, um, traditions were important. Mm. You know, good good traditions. In yeah. fact, they used to give me a hard time, the kids did, because I'm like, Dad, everything's a tradition. I'm like, still do. Yeah, they still give me a hard time. But, you know, simple tradition, like we have spaghetti every Christmas Eve. Mm. I love uh, it. Rita has this br- incredible breakfast casserole Christmas morning. Uh, we've Another thing we've done for 25 or 30 years, on somebody's birthday, 
we make a big deal out of it. Birthdays are a huge, yeah. big deal. You know, you're going to have this birthday once, right? That's right. And so each person would go around and affirm that person, a character trait mm. about something they appreciate. So at least once a year, they're going to hear something good about right? Very affirming, you know, from your sibling. You're <laughs> sibling. That's big. And, and, then That's after, and then after each one gives that affirmation, whoever's birthday it is, they talk about their spiritual birthday. So... So here's how I became a Christian, because mm-hmm. I'd heard too many stories of children's salvation not being remembered later on as adults. And I said, mm-hmm. okay, well, at least once a year, you're going to share your story of how you became a Christian. And mm-hmm. that was that was powerful. Yeah. Just very affirming. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's not a dry eye hearing those oh. stories. You know, I remember... Yeah. When Salty came to the Billy Graham concert on a Saturday and <laughs> Salty the songbook and shared Jesus and Daddy went forward with me and I accepted Christ at the Billy Graham crusade. And mm. anyway, it's just like, wow, I'd forgotten all those details. Yeah. Now. So and it's fun probably to hear what is important to them, like their detail. You know what I mean? As a parent, you're like so excited that they're saved. But to hear what their viewpoint is, I yes. think, would be really cool. And they would all say, you know, during our prayer times in our in our devo- family devotional times, we knew when their hearts, when they were asking questions, and they they were ready to accept Christ, and they were ready to make that big leap mm-hmm. or make that decision. And so, you know, that was around. That was at home. Just the six of us. Mm. That was all of us together. So all. So even though they maybe had, you know, this that big event, it, it came from praying about it and talking about it at home and what that meant and talking to them and. Um, and we and we took their Bibles and each child witnessed, like. You know, Bethany became a Christian today and mm. put the date, and then everyone signed their name oh. as, a, as a witness in their Bible. So mm. that became a real treasure. Well, I think it's a dying art of just being as a family around a table without any entertainment. You know, even if you're a small family or a large mm-hmm. family, there is still so much that comes, like you said, either from your family tradition. You know, maybe it's we have peanut butter and jelly, or maybe we, you know, sing the blessing song or whatever. Um, I think it's a dying art. And I think oftentimes as families, I see other families that are so, they always have to find entertainment mm-hmm. for them to be together as a family instead of really trying to create something solid at their own home. I don't know. Yeah. And we, and we would have, you know, competitions mm-hmm. around, you know, card games and different things, yeah. and little trophies and all this. That Aww. was fun too. Yeah. So those are great. Very cool. Are the girls taking any of those traditions that you did when they were little and now doing them with their own families? Definitely. Definitely. It's fun to watch them have their own traditions and get to go and be and get invited to be a part of yeah. those. Right. So things that we didn't do. Right. But um, that yeah. they discovered or some things that we did do. But traditions, even though they make fun of their dad, because everything is a tradition, <laughs> even if you only did it once. But anyway, it's a new tradition. If yeah. I get if I get made fun of for that, that's a good thing. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. And I'm big about celebrating. I yeah. mean, there's so much to be grateful for. So much in life to celebrate. Yeah. And you know, even today, I mean, they walk in from school, and I've said, "Man, we are celebrating today." And they're like, "Why? Why? Well, because God gave us this gift of today." We have good health. We're breathing fresh air. Did, yeah. did you break a leg today? No. Okay, we're celebrating that. Yes, <laughs> That's great. I love it. I love it. Um, on the tradition side, you, you talked uh, in the last episode about traditions a little bit with dating. Boyd, some of the stuff you did even with boys, the Waffle House and, and some of that stuff. 
Um, we want to dig in a little bit more about dating because that's coming into our season right now with our oldest. We've got uh, a sophomore in high school. He's kind of getting into that phase. And then obviously his brother's right behind him. And then even Rena coming into middle school, um, just starting to have those more of those conversations. And so would love to get thoughts from you guys on just timing. Like when when did dating take place in your home? And uh, and was it uh, group dates? Or, I mean, just what did all of that look like? Maybe a little less on, because you hit on it a little bit earlier, some of the tradition stuff, but just the dynamic and timing and logistics of dating. What did that, what did that look like? Well, we kind of um, adopted a long time ago. Like To me, there's really no point of a guy and a girl hanging out by themselves in high school because you're not dating you don't really need to get to know them for any reason you know there was to me there was no point not getting married as a sophomore in high school no right right? exactly so we we include group things now they may call it dating when six boys and six girls all go to the movies and their mamas drop them off and their mamas pick them up and you know we would do some of that but we knew who was there and we knew what movie Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. and um, Well, I think part of it, too, was the girls had such big hearts that, you know, I, we tried to explain to them, don't date people who are going to become a ministry. Right. You know, date people you can do ministry with. Yeah. Right. And there's a huge difference there. You, mm-hmm. As Rita said in the very outset, you know, you want to be around people that you can respect and follow, mm-hmm. right. you know, not people that are going to. And we're not following yeah. anybody yeah, right now. Exactly. Yeah, you know, you're following your daddy, mom and dad. And you're yeah. following Jesus, and we're not following anybody. You know, that would be an unhealthy thing. Sure. But definitely, yeah, yeah. that's what we look for yeah. in a mate. Um, at school, like at their high school, if they had, um, you know, a, a homecoming dance or something like that, yes. You know, we make exceptions for that. Mm-hmm. A boy could come and pick you up. We knew yeah. when the dance started. We knew when the dance was over, and that's when you had to be home. Right. And you went, and you stayed there, and, you know, we knew the guy, and we knew the parents. You know, we just we just knew, and um, we never volunteered at a dance, but we just knew what was going on. And we sure. uh, felt comfortable with that. Yes, yeah. yes. And they would say, when well, we're going out for pizza afterwards, and we'll be back by 11 or something, if they did it as a group. So, yeah. So you mentioned um, a little bit when you were just talking about it, Rita, that you may even, um, you may know the parents. Um, Did y'all make it um, pretty intentional then to get to know the family of of the boys that might be interested in the Bailey girls? Definitely. And a lot of times it just happened very naturally because they want to know who their son's interested in. Right. You know, and so we're sitting next to each other at the ball game or we're at a parent issue at school or yeah. parent thing, you know, get together and we're just seeking each other out. Yeah. What age do you think your girls started having an interest in boys? Hmm. One of them was very young. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one maybe <laughs> maybe twelve or yeah. eleven yeah. or twelve. Because what I'm finding is having you know, a boy and girl dynamic at the house, like obviously the boys like like girls, but they're not like Interested, You know, they're like, yeah, they're cool. They're nice. Whereas I'm finding, you know, having a daughter, and I just even remember back being a girl, you know, in middle school, you just start becoming more interested. And and the guys could care less, and the girls are like, oh, he's so cute, or this or that. And I was just curious. Yeah. Was it different based on the daughter? Um, Definitely. Oh, yes. And their personalities? Yes. And... Sometimes, you know, uh, like one or two daughters got maybe a phone call when they were in the seventh grade. Of course, we still had a phone on the wall. Right. Yeah, right. You know, and they're so not. So you can monitor it a yeah, little bit. So we know. Yeah, I don't need, know how you deal with all that cell phone now. But um, 
Yes. So we've, you know, we monitored that and, but we knew him and, you know, we just, if you come and look at us and you're in front of us and you want to be in our home and, and we know your parents and all that kind of stuff, you are welcome. And we would have, like, if they really liked somebody, they wanted to hang out with them a lot, we're like, come over for dinner once they got older. Sure. And so they'd have, come and have dinner with us. And and then our girls could go places maybe with their family or have dinner with their family. Those Mm -hmm. kind of things were The other smart thing Rita did that I thought was so practical, uh, she would explain to the girls the boys' perceptions about them. You know, maybe the way they dressed, the way they carried themselves, the way they talked. You know, they don't necessarily know as guys that, well, if you approach with your clothing a certain way or you say certain things, you're telling me that message that means, well, maybe there's something more there than you right. are, you know, than you sure. maybe meaning to communicate. So those conversations, I think, were very important. Definitely. Hmm. And those are ongoing conversations, I found. Yes. Yeah. Oh. And we started young with Rena, just about the perception and just even what's appropriate, what's not, even though this is a style, that doesn't mean it's the style that we're going to follow yes. the exact way. Yes. Yeah, and we, we started talking about that when they were young, when they were little girls. Right. We didn't talk about it, talk about it, but we dressed them right. in the same way we wanted them to dress mm-hmm. as teenagers. Mm-hmm. We didn't dress them. Right. As little mm-hmm. Britney Spears or whatever when they were young, and they yeah. expected them to grow up and be modest. Right. You know, we, so it, it wasn't that big of an issue. It definitely was always something to be talked about, but it wasn't. Right. But different girls were different ways. You know, one of them uh, bought a bathing suit once without us knowing it and took it to a party. And so <laughs> I knew what she was wearing to the party, but when I got to the party early and picked her up, I was like, well, where did that come from? <laughs> so, you That's know, right. sometimes they have little... Um, <clears throat> and I think it's important for Dad yeah. to communicate, to compliment. The, I mean, you look beautiful tonight, you look pretty, but also I'm so proud of your heart and what you represent, right. you know, the compassion you have or the love you have or the, right. you know, the work ethic or what, you know, co- compliment the character more than the, you know, just the other. So. Absolutely. You know, the beauty thing comes all the time with girls. Everybody's telling them you need to look this way and you need right. to be this skinny. You need to have... So that, we just we just focused on their character, and that is what we praised. That's what we encouraged. That's what mm-hmm. we celebrated, and that is what, you know, that's what we threw money at. Yeah. That's what we threw yeah. our time and our praise sure. at. That's saw them being kind or doing something super hard, Mm -hmm. you know, that is when we go out and have the big celebration. And if you look really pretty for a dance, you know, that's fine. And and we didn't... Right. Going on a tangent. Overextended. No, but that's so... I mean, it's so important because we see that in just in the world that we're in today. social media alone is just... Toxic. Yeah, there's so much. There's the, but there's all these selfies and the certain outfits and girls way too young wearing you know crop tops and halter tops and way too short shorts and you know that's just the world that we're entering more and more into with Rena. The conversations we're starting to have and so it's just it's good to hear because um, a lot of that stuff's just timeless. It doesn't matter if you know it, it was 15 years ago or today. It's it's still a challenge. Tell you a great idea I heard that we never did, but I heard of a daddy who took his daughter to the mall and they sat on a bench and they said, let's just watch the people walk by Hmm. and watch how people look at them. I thought it was brilliant. We never did it. Hmm. But your daughter then sees girls dressed in a certain way and then they see the guy's reaction to those girls in a certain way. And it was just great. I just thought it was brilliant. Wow. That's a good thing. Yeah. She'd love like to go to the mall. Yeah. That's an easy shoe-in right there. Yeah, that's an easy one. And you don't have to <laughs> say right. much. Yeah. 
Well, well another, she's already visual, visual yeah, so she'll, yeah, she'll make those observations. Another version of this is to tell stories around, again, to keep it anonymous, but you just tell stories around here's good decisions that were made, and here were, here's how these the teenagers ended up or, you know, turned out. But here's some bad decisions that were made. Yeah. And here's here's the consequences of what happened. Mm-hmm. So I think stories are really, especially especially when they're real live examples. Yeah. Uh, right. Again, keeping it respectful, keeping it anonymous, but yet mm-hmm. for the kids to hear that, I think is important. We've been able to use a lot of those, um, more so with the boys, because there's so many sports examples of bad decisions, yes. like athletes or celebrities that are not making great decisions. And I bring that back with the boys very often. Um, I need we need to do uh, do that with Rena as well. Look for those same opportunities. Yeah. I'll tell you another thing is I keep coming back to prayer, but sometimes when things would be so dysfunctional with one child or more, and even between us, even if it just made us a little sideways with each other. I mean, I remember one time for a very long time, we would go on walks in the morning and all we did was pray out loud Mm. because we just could not come to an agreement on what to do about this situation. Mm. They're just, we just had a hard time Mm. and uh, we just walked and prayed. We prayed out loud for that child. Mm-hmm. We prayed for each other. And sometimes it mm-hmm. wasn't fun and our eyes were open. We weren't looking at each other. But that's all yeah. we could yeah. do at that moment. Right. You that's were side by yeah. side, but not necessarily yeah. Yeah. on the same page. Very good. Yeah, that's really good. Let's transition a little bit from dating. We want to talk about as the girls became a little bit more independent and as they were starting to drive and starting to head into college. Mm-hmm. Talk about what you did to give them a little bit more independence in preparation for them to go into college. Mm. Yeah, I think the financial part is important. Um, Talk more about that. What's that mean? Yeah, um, I guess early on we both were really impacted by, you know, making sure that we were generous in in, in our time and money, but also that we had a game plan, a budget. Yeah. Uh, You know, sometimes the budget words... A turn off, so we call it a spending plan. You know? <laughs> there you go. And, but, I like it. But we included the children from the beginning. So I don't know, you might mention about, I guess we had those giving jars or what yes. was it? We, we had, um, we would give them an allowance. It wasn't tied to anything. You just got an allowance. You still had to work and um, you had your chores to do. And you, you know, the allowance really wasn't tied to your chores. You did chores because you're part of our family. Mm-hmm. But your allowance, we gave you so that you would learn how to manage money. So they had the money they could spend and share and give. And so we taught them to put 10% and give, 10% and share. Is that and right? Save, save. save. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Give, save, and spend. Thank you. Yes. And so even as little girls, you know, then they would take it. You know, now it's hard to even give money at church for a child. I don't even know how they do it now. But, you know, they could take their little offering. Mm-hmm. And as they got older, and as they, you know, we always just encouraged that. And, and um, even, you know, when they're in college and you go in their college room or... And uh, they've got their little missionary that they're supporting mm-hmm. with their college income, which is hardly anything. Right. But they support a missionary every month. I mean, that just blew me away. Mm-hmm. I didn't do that as a college. I didn't do that as a single person. Right. It never occurred to me. So just starting those things when they're young. And then, you know, as a teenager, somebody suggested this. And at different children, we did this at different ages. But when they're older, maybe 16, 17, we let them pay for their gas. We knew how much gas it took to get to school and back. We'd give mm-hmm. them that much. But all the other gas they had to pay for, and they worked. 
everybody worked. Somebody told us a long time ago, if your children know how to work hard, they'll be heads and head and shoulders above everybody else because yep. nobody teaches their kids to work anymore. Right. right. I agree that. And um, that, that's been a good thing. But um, what we did when they got older was mm-hmm. we took, we added up, just guessed how much money they would need for underwear, how much money they need for mm-hmm. a, a winter coat right. and shoes. And a prom dress, the, whatever amount we were with. We put it all together. Everything they needed for a year, we divided it by 12. Hmm. And we gave them that money. Every parent we tell this to mm-hmm. says that's crazy and it will never work. And it doesn't work at first. <laughs> and I had one daughter and she took her $100 a month or whatever it was. And she wanted uh, jeans with a certain logo on it. And that's really hard <laughs> right. when... She has no shoes, and when it's cold, and she's wearing a coat that doesn't fit. But it's such a great opportunity mm-hmm. for them to get to see money go out and do without. What so you took, have. you basically took. It wasn't just giving them money. You took. What are you going to spend, you as parents? Yes. On them, yes. right? Because we're we buy yeah. that stuff mm-hmm. for our we kids. We buy them yeah. shoes. Yeah. We provide them the underwear. We we buy that yes. stuff. You basically said, okay, what's it going to cost us? To buy all that, and we're not going to buy any of it anymore. They are. That's that's, exactly. that's what you did. You said that much better. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted. I, I'm sitting here thinking. I'm like, going, so, so wait a minute. Awesome. I, this is. Oh, I want to make sure I get this because I don't think that's a crazy idea. I don't know that we're ready to do it. Oh, it's very scary. Um, but I think it's a. I think it's well, a great yeah, idea. Yeah, better for them to <clears throat> learn at home. Absolutely, that's they, right. They can still have a place to sleep indoors. Yeah, but, <laughs> but they learn these lessons, right? And they get so upset. I don't have a coat that I like. Well, and they're used there's to saying, I need a coat. And the, yes. and the know, magic parent fairy comes over and <laughs> exactly. takes them to the store and they get a coat, which yeah. they don't have any... Yeah. Um, you know, it was all written tied out. To yeah. We gave it. you a coat budget, uh, and you decided to give all your friends really great birthday presents. I'm so, <laughs> it, you know, we had one daughter that loved give gifts. We love how generous you are. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But there's no more money in the pot. <laughs> if you want to give your friend a $10 gift, great. If you want to give your friends $50 gifts, go for it. And you get that little pat on the back at the birthday party, and then you come home and wear a coat that's two sizes too small. I mean, yeah. it's just wow. such that great. That good. And we have a friend who, like, my kid would buy 15 pairs of Nikes. I'm like, what a great time to do it. Yeah. Instead of that first year at college when you've never had to do anything. To manage the money. That is What age fantastic. did you start it? Did you start it, like, per child, or did you do it all at one time with everybody? Per child. Okay. Definitely. So when they hit, like, 15 or 16 mm-hmm. or something like that? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Hmm. And they were working as well. And they had their own job at the same time or doing some kind of oh, income. Oh, definitely, because yeah. yeah. we didn't give Maybe them any money for... We didn't give them money for fun right. at all. You had to earn your fun money. You got money. your fun money. Uh-huh. Yeah, we've just transitioned with our oldest away from us providing the fun money. So mm-hmm. he's got to earn, he's got a bank account, he's got a debit card debit that he card. has to manage. It's good. Uh, it's been so, so helpful yeah. because he's now like seeing the balance go down. You know, and he's going, oh, my gosh, I've got to do, find some way to earn money. I need some more money. Which, that's awesome that he's already figured that out. Yeah. yeah I'm like, me too. Because it's not like this you know, our debit card do. has this mystery fund because we try to tell him, like, we can't afford it. Yeah, it's not a bottomless debit card. Right. You know, there's a there's an end to that. So I think for him, seeing his own balance has been a rude awakening. Mm-hmm. But I tell what? you, I commend that 
so much because I know mm-hmm. so many parents who they yes. tell their kid, you only have 10 more dollars. You only have 10 more dollars. Wait. Okay. Now you only have 10 more dollars. You, you know, yeah. uh, nobody's feeling any pain. Nobody's yeah. learning anything. That's so the thing. That's and I, beautiful. I love that. <laughs> you. How you guys do that. I, I do too. I think it's so cool and how it prepares them to be independent. Um, did you learn from the first to the second or the second to the third and adjust, make any adjustments along oh, the way? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, one example. Go ahead. And another thing, yeah. when you have four kids at home and, you know, things are different. So when the oldest daughter was 16 and 17, you know, there wasn't even money from us to give her very much. You sure. know, it was the... Um, and by the time the baby came along, she, she probably... She gets all the hand-me-downs, right. so she's, like, got this stacked account. Yes. And, you know, it depends on what they're into. Like, one of them's into fashion. They spend it all on clothes. Another mm-hmm. one couldn't mm-hmm. care less. She right. saved it. She would have hundreds of dollars because yeah. she wouldn't spend any of them. That's yeah, we see that. Too. Make it last. Market. Yeah. Yeah. Should go shop at Goodwill instead of the mall, right? And, and was so happy. Yeah. And, you know, and still smart. cute, right? There's still great things at the Goodwill. Absolutely. Smart. That's great. You know, one, another quick example. So we're paying cash for their education and cash for four weddings. You know, weddings, it's, you know, can be expensive. And but we learned between the first and the second wedding, if you give um, cash, we gave them cash on the second wedding, and whatever you don't spend, you can keep. But if you the just give a daughter's right, wedding. but on the first daughter's <laughs> wedding, if you just give a budget, I learned it could they, you can go over the budget, and right? Then, so, and then I also learned the role of the father of the bride is three S's: sit down, shut up, and shell out. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it's it's been a an, uh, to me parenting is a, an experiment, mm-hmm. and you just I agree. You just uh, learn as you go. It changed yeah. every child depend on that child's personality. Yeah. And- absolutely. I just I love I'm still I know I'm thrilled we can't wait to take that that one home um, and figure out how much we have to give them yeah that's fantastic you're on your own now see ya it's really I will tell you it's hard it's really hard to watch them because you're going to see make bad decisions yeah yeah it's so Mm -hmm. smart and the people who told us to do it when we got home we started doing it I'm like I don't have a stomach for this like I can't yeah. watch, yeah. but it's, so it's memorable though. So I've already seen it with our oldest, and he's definitely um, he likes nice things and the whole. He's just navigating, but I really think it's caused him to really have to evaluate what he's spending his money on. And we've had those conversations. I'm like, yeah, these are a great pair of sneakers because it's always about the shoes for guys. <laughs> they are on sale. Do you need these now, or what else? You need sweatpants, We're going, or you don't even have a pair of jeans. So, great value on the shoes, but mm-hmm. yeah, because something over here. It'll be a two hundred and fifty dollars pair of shoes, but they're on sale for one hundred and twenty. Yes, and he thinks that oh my god, this that's a great deal. We need to now. we need to buy those. You need I'm to like, buy them. Yeah, we're yeah. not spending one hundred and twenty dollars <laughs> on that's shoes. Right. That's that's not going to work. But he thinks it's like a great deal. And it is. And it is a very good deal. speaking, however, if you still need a sweatshirt or jeans or Mm -hmm. there's something else that's coming up that you really want, where's the money going to go? Because there's nothing else going into the account right now. Yeah. If he's not working. Well, I'm excited. I'm I'm already thinking how we're going to maybe think through putting this one into practice. So that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, Real quick. As married daughters, all their husbands, I do believe, are very grateful because they know how to stay on a budget. Yeah. They know how to make, Mm. and they have, and they wouldn't, um, you couldn't uh, make them go in debt. Mm. They just have so. Because they've they've embraced it so young. Mm -hmm. I think that's that's a great, great principle. 
um, talk real quick about uh, just cars. How did you guys do cars with the girls when they were 16? Was it 17? Um, did, uh, did, was there a family car? Did they all have their own car? How did it work with you guys? Yeah, we called it a practice car. <laughs> practice so, car, good. And, and it was an older car, but it was reliable. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we paid for it, paid for the insurance. But like you said, they paid for the gas. Um, uh, and this pra- we had two practice cars, I guess, between the four of them. And you know, some of them were a little dented, and, and not because because they had little minor accidents or whatever. Yeah. So um, I don't know what else on on the cars. We just we had lots of defensive driving classes. <laughs> <laughs> we had a few speeding tickets along um, the way. You know, it, yeah. was, it wasn't a piece of cake. Sure. I mean, we're in the prayer meeting one night and. You know, get calls. You need to come see about your daughter or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, it was. Yeah, we had our share of drama. Yeah, somebody told us a long time ago to pray that your kids get caught before they do it. Caught being whatever, right. misbehaving before they do anything that's life altering. Right. So even one day we got a phone call from uh, one of our daughter's former first grade teachers. Oh, who wow. said, I saw your daughter driving way too fast down a whatever. So, I mean, it's just like and a daughter, we, you know, we said you can only go from here to here. And that's how you started. You could only go from A to B. Right. Yeah. Can't have anybody in your car. Can't listen to the radio. Mm-hmm. Can't do that at all. We didn't have cell phones. So, mm-hmm. you know, there was a ton. Yeah. And if you did those things, that was great. And you got to keep driving. If you didn't. You know, and the daughter that got speeding tickets a lot, you know, <laughs> got to pay for that speeding ticket. That yeah. was really hard. That itself, you that's going to drain her budget long. right there. <laughs> you know, right. she had to get, she had to work extra, and you right. work all this time babysitting. You can't go anywhere because you got to earn this money, and then you give it to somebody else. Mm-hmm. And it took a really long time for her to learn that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she got the opportunity to do that a few times. Yeah. Wow. And you know, you can't drive if you got a ticket, and yeah. you want to go somewhere. Well, I'm not taking you. So yeah. At what point did they, um, or did they, did they have to save up at any point to buy their own car, um, or how did that work? You know, because of the practice car, it, we just kind of, that was our tradition, I guess. So now, once they went off to school, to college, we did, I think we did a matching. Okay. Uh, we helped them somehow, I thought, or we paid for it, or maybe we paid for it. That was part of their reward for you know, doing for the most part what they should have done and going off to college. Now, here's a car that's yours. Yeah. And, and they so. were away from us and living right. away from us. We sure. got them a little bit better car. Gotcha. But yeah. Yeah. But the practice I think yeah. saving for a car would be a really great thing. And we know a lot of parents that did that. I think for guys, that's really a really good, good thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. We've started doing that. Yeah. Based on some other feedback we got. That's so it's great. been fun for him too because yeah. now he's also seeing sneakers. Or do I want to drive in two years? You know, yeah. a car. That, you know, it's that catch-22. Yeah. Like, do you make them pay for a lot of things right now? Yeah. Right. Or give them a chance to see. Yeah. No, that's super helpful. That's really helpful. Um, well, hey, last last two questions. Mm-hmm. They're kind of a, a tag team question. Mm-hmm. And I want to hear from both of you individually on this one. What is one thing that, looking back, you wish, and it could be a positive thing or a negative, whichever, um, but you wish you did more of? And then what is one thing that you wish that you guys did less of? Uh, and that could be you individually as a parent. It could be you as a unit, a parenting unit, or even as a family. Um, but I'd love to hear from, from both of you. Uh, what do you wish you did more of? What do you wish you did less of? 
I wish I did less of parenting out of fear. I think Uh, a lot of my mm -hmm. parenting was, I'm Mm -hmm. so afraid you're going to be stupid that I, so I would parent that way. Yeah. Or I was so afraid you're going to make a terrible mistake, I would parent that way. Mm. And Boyd was such a great balance. Mm. I mean, he was present and he was there and he could balance that out and he could help me think it through. But a lot of my parents, yes. And then Mm. another thing that I wish we would have done more of is... um, I wish I would have validated that they are really sad today because somebody was really ugly to Mm. them. Mm -hmm. But my response was more like, well, life's not fair. People are going to be ugly. You just kind of got to get up and go on. Mm. And that's fine in about two hours after. (laughs) But initially, I wish I would have. In the moment. And that's hard because it's kind of mom world because you're like in go mode. Yes. Mm -hmm. So so sorry, you're so sad. Okay, let's get in the car. We got to go because your sister has ballet or you have like this. Exactly. Got it. What about you, Boyd? Yeah, mine's kind of tied to that. I, I, I think I, sh- I wish I would have given a little more comfort around difficulties. Because hmm. I, I think my one of my weaknesses is I can be very self-reliant. You know, a lot of reasons for that, the experience or whatever in my life. But and, and I could, I could, I could impose that on the girls without even realizing it. You know, it's kind of what Rita was saying, and so. What we were learning the last seven or eight years is this whole idea of, of let comfort kind of precede truth, hmm. you know, and then and then let the truth come. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'd love to fix things like, well, just tell me what's wrong. We'll fix it, you know, yeah. versus, wow, let me really listen to you and what's happening in your heart and how can I bring comfort and empathy and then talk about solutions if we even need to talk about yeah. solutions, yeah. you know. Um, we're having some of these conversations with our adult daughters. Yeah. And um, it's very beautiful. Yeah, I can imagine. That's cool. Yeah, and I don't know what else. Maybe, um, of course, I'm always one. I like to have fun. So maybe I felt like we could could have had a little bit more fun. I don't know. <laughs> we did have a lot of fun. <laughs> what about something you wish you would have maybe done less of? Anything you can think of? Yeah, so there were times, again, there's lots of good reasons for it, but it doesn't. it's not an excuse. But I think I was just angry at times. Mm. You know, I felt the pressure of being a dad, of a husband, yeah. making money, being a leader, being a Christian, uh, you know, all these pressure points. And then I would be short or harsh, yeah. you know, and uh, harshness with a sweet, tender girl does not mm. go over well. And so I finally learned through my mistakes the 24-hour rule yeah. of girls right now. I know we're both exhausted. I'm tired. You know, you're tired. You know, we're, we have a short fuse right now. Right. Let's hit the pause button and not become angry and we say something we wish we wouldn't have said and have to come back and apologize. And so it was amazing. Then 24 hours later, yeah. you're we rested. Would, we're rested. Different perspectives. I'm a lot more spiritual when I'm rested. You know, yeah. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I'm not hungry, right? It's amazing right. how that works. So <laughs> I think those two things, yeah. showing more comfort That's and great. being less angry, and, and timing's mm-hmm. everything, right? Having these conversations at the right time, mm-hmm. not just when I think I need to react. Yeah, you know? right. Well, thank you both so much. We could continue to talk for many more hours. And I'm certain that we'll uh, come back to y'all when we start having our kids in college and start actively dating potential suitors. And um, 
become grandparents. Yeah, I want to hear more down the road I here hear about, about grandparenting. Yeah, I, it's I'm, a lot easier and a lot more fun. I know. I, know. I can tell <laughs> just by watching you guys I talk know. about it. The smiles on your faces are so big. So. Yes, it's a lot great. of things in life are overrated, but being a grandparent is not one of them. That's oh, awesome. That's awesome. Well, that. thank you both so much. We've gotten a ton out of it. Yeah, we really Thanks enjoyed our welcome. time with you. Love Appreciate hanging it, guys. Out with you guys. Yeah. Yep. So that was a great conversation that I really enjoyed having with them. I always like having out of a conversation with one or two main, main things. And for us, it was the the yearly budget where yeah. they take all the expenses that a given individual would have and giving the girls that sum of money over a period of time to just do all their budgeting on their own. Yeah, we're already looking into that with uh, CJ. We're having conversations about what that would look like. We do think there's a certain age which you start with that, um, which is why we're talking about it right now with CJ, not with Ty Arena yet. Uh, But we're looking at with him, you know, when do we start doing that? You know, he's halfway through his sophomore year almost. Mm-hmm. So we want to give him some time to start learning how to budget and manage his money. And, and right. so I think that is such a very wise thing to do uh, while, they're in the, while they're in the house, under the roof, yeah. with uh, the ability to get some coaching on budget, the opportunity to have some grace right. in the budget. You know, when you're on your own, you're going to have a lot less grace. But here, you make an error, we can help cover some mm-hmm. stuff and help him through it. But um, such a great uh, that was deal. great. I, I mean, it. something I wish I would have had coming in to my college years. You know, I'd always heard about money and budgeting, but I don't know that I was really taught specifically how to manage it. And so yeah. I just love that idea. Yeah, really cool. Love that we got that. And I think we've seen that. And I hope you guys have too. With almost every couple, you don't take everything that you hear and go, okay, we're applying that. But there's usually one or two things where we hear it mm-hmm. and we go, okay, wow, that's a really good one. We're going to take that out. And, and then we may you modify still tweak it a little. It to your yep. family, your child, the personality, mm-hmm. and how they're going to handle it. Yeah, that's some really, really good stuff. And so. Now, wrapping up Bailey's, we're going to head into, in December, our last couple that we're going to interview for the year. I know. Yeah. And they're awesome. They are fantastic. We love um, sitting down with them and such a cool couple. And they both bring so many unique things just to the parenting world. But um, many of you that are listening may already be familiar with them, but we're sitting down with Jeff and Wendy Henderson. So super Mm -hmm. excited for that. But they'll be our last couple this year. And then really looking at next year, what we're going to do a little bit different. So we may do a little in January. January, do a little recap and even uh, talk through some things that we've learned through this process. And Mm -hmm. also even just with our kids, getting them to where they are, things we've learned. Like a highlight reel for us might be for 2018. And then we'll kick off 2019 with a new hot topic series. We'll start some new series. We're looking at maybe some marriage stuff and some other unique things. And let us know what you think. Is there any topics that you guys would love to hear us dive into or people that you would love for us to speak to? We would love, love to hear your feedback, and you can do that on our Facebook page. You can leave us any kind of comments, and we'd also love for you to subscribe to the Hindsight Podcast, and that way you're getting the latest episodes right at your doorstep. That's right. And don't forget, rate and review. We'd love to hear your feedback, and that helps others find us. So thank you, guys, and we will see you and chat with you after Thanksgiving. Right. Have a happy Thanksgiving with your family. And we'll see you in December. Y'all take care. Bye-bye.